हे गाइस सो इन टूडेज पॉडकास्ट वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल पर्सन विद अस सम ऑफ यू मे नो हिम एज लाइफ मैथ मनी ही एक्चुअली इज वन ऑफ द मोस्ट पॉपुलर इन्फ्लुएंसर्स हुज कम आउट टू गाइड एंड मेंटर यंग मैन स्पेशली यंग इंडियन मैन एन आर आईज एंड एक्चुअली अ वर्ल्ड वाइड ऑडियंस बट समन हु यू नो रियली होल्ड्स हिज ओन ट्रेडिशनल वैल्यूज प्रिटी क्लोज टू हार्ट फ्रॉम वॉट आई सीन हार्ट दैट्स आई थिंक आई थिंक यू यू द सॉर्ट ऑफ पर्सन हू डजेंट कॉम्प्रोमाइज ऑन दैट राइट I would like to think that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've 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 seen that you know like a lot of people maybe they they kind of feel a little embarrassed about these things. But I I've seen with you, uh, you you don't uh, like you know make compromises on that. So that is also you know pretty interesting because in the space uh, in which my audience uh, generally operates, like on Twitter and all these social media outlets, and many people in your audience as well. uh people do see this you know a lot of these problems with society right mm-hmm. uh, the decline of traditional values uh, whether in generally be hinduism in our society or in other societies other religious religions and their traditional gender norms and values so and, and that is kind of linked to the topic which we'll actually be discussing today right okay that how do we actually go about embracing masculine ideals masculine values in our life and uh, you know uh, interesting uh, tweet harsh i'll actually share the link with you also mm-hmm. uh, one or two days ago someone tweeted this thing uh, and this is very accurate you'll find this very accurate why do, why do indian parents indian families always try to stop you from doing the things which will actually improve let's say uh, your your uh, 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 body's fitness levels your lifestyle let's say people parents are very uh you know against whey protein they think it's all chemicals and this and that industrial stuff they think uh, if you're spending too much time playing sports and not studying that's all wrong you should uh, not go to the gym you should just be with books and they don't really uh, promote that sort of you know holistic like a lot of indian parents i think middle class families especially they don't promote that uh, holistic you know physical growth right that all rounded uh, sort of mindset this is like you crack this exam you get the job and then you just keep working for a salary right uh, your fitness goes to hell your business ideas go to hell and you just keep on following this set path so and 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 that is i think uh, which a lot of young guys feel that you know this is where like families essentially need to be supportive and not really create obstacles i think do you do you agree with that like it's a problem it is a problem for sure and i will tell you why this happens and you mentioned two different things actually so firstly i will address the issue with why the culture of fitness in india is not really promoted by yeah. people's parents and you know families etc yeah and a lot of it has to do with the fact that india historically like not historically but say in the last 30 years india has really come out of poverty before 1991 yeah. or 1994 you could say india was a really really poor country and there are yeah. no flattering ways to put it and yeah. back in those days you could be really fit but if you could not make money then you would be poor forever and your life would be shit so naturally people adopted the mindset where money is everything and how do you get money well you get money by following you know being very educated focusing on your studies and then getting a job for most people or starting a business yeah. in certain families so yeah. the values were essentially 
that you have to be ultra focused on your studies and then find a good job or you know start a business right things like health and fitness are Back secondary seat. to money yeah. simply because of the circumstances in which our parents grew up in their right. values will always prioritize money having a better job etc because that's what that's what brought status to them back in the day because they were poor yeah. when you're poor and you're fit it's less it's it's less statusful than when you're po- when you're rich and you're unfit you know what i mean so uh, harsh if you if you don't mind i'll actually tell a lot of uh, people who are listening to this they might not know about this but you mentioned this before that you're like a trend setter in your family right uh, you've seen the village life you've seen the urban life and i think you're the first person in your family who actually went on and did like a ca course and you know started out on his own you didn't have any like uh, big backing or you know a lot of money or anything like that it was all like on your own i don't think anyone can honestly claim that they did everything on their own because my right. family did support me a lot especially when i was right. much younger my family sacrificed a lot to send me to a good school of course my right. father and mother are not uneducated but they are educated right. in their local languages back in the day so right. i would not say that i will say that if i have seen further or gone ahead it is because i got to stand on my family's shoulders especially right. my father and mother so i think that it would not be right for me to claim credit and i totally right. understand their point of view in the sense you know i had the same issue right for mm. example my family also they'd also want to do crack some exam and yeah not exactly Maybe. crack some exam but they also wanted me to be Get more a, focused yeah. on the studies and fitness right but right. they did see the value of fitness they weren't anti fitness they didn't dissuade you from fitness as such yeah so to be honest like my mother bought me the first gym membership when i was 16 years oh, old oh wow man that's uh, i think that's a pretty unusual thing for an indian mom to do generally right yeah but i was Because... not really fit at all back then so. acha <laughs> okay so she really wanted you to <laughs> yeah seem like a normal thin kid you could say that <laughs> but what yeah. i'm saying is that you cannot blame your family for your right. failures because of course you know unless yeah. you're your family is less likely to be evil and more likely to just be ignorant about certain things if you take yeah. whey protein for example you mentioned this earlier why do a lot of indian parents think that whey protein are steroids because yeah. they don't know much about it and because whey protein is so expensive that yeah. in their mind it's in a different category from say bone meal yeah. or horlicks right so an indian it parent it actually thinks, seems like a you know Uh, something which might actually have very adverse effects or you know they don't really understand it right yeah they don't understand it and because it's expensive in the sense if whey protein was cheap okay if you could buy whey mm. protein at the price of bone vita then yeah i think they wouldn't question it they wouldn't it question much. it because then it would be in the same category but because yeah. it's expensive because it's not cheap then yeah. you have questions okay then if it's so expensive what is it doing if it's actually like for any middle class family i think if you if the boy is in the late teens early 20s and doesn't have an income it's a pretty big burden uh, like a lot of these uh, supplements and stuff right like financially yeah it is expensive it, yeah so it isn't in the sense for someone who's ignorant in the sense someone who has not studied yeah. about whey protein it is not too far fetched to conclude that this must be some synthetic chemical which is not good for the person's health yeah because it's so expensive it's only used by all these gym guys and it's promising to make you yeah. fitter 
So what does that yeah, sound like? It seems like a Sharaj. shortcut. <laughs> yeah. So I would not say that they are trying to stop you out of malice. It is just it's ignorance. just ignorance. Yeah. I do think that Ooh. a lot of people, though, a lot of parents in India, I would say, are very close-minded in the sense that if they're if you try to convince them and like actually teach them something, Harsh, would you use the word uh, risk averse about Indian society in general? I think yes, I would say that they are very risk averse yeah, because yeah. you know it's how the society has been, right? Like yeah. every society has different culture. Like Indian people tend to be more risk averse than say Westerners who will move yeah. out at a very young age and etc. So I'm not saying one is better than the other because you can definitely see that the West has its own problems. But yeah. we're trying to address the problems that we have in India. Right. So uh, there are a lot of parents who are not open-minded enough to learn more about something in the sense that even if you teach your mother about whey proteins, health benefits, she will yeah. not believe you. Yeah, she'll reject that information as... Some yeah, voodoo signs, I guess. So a lot of it comes down to persuasion. How do you actually convince right. people? And sometimes right. like, if you have to, you just have to outright lie. In the sense that... Do you think, Harsh, like in general, you were lucky that your parents were like more trusting or more willing to listen in general? Or do you think like in general, they were just like any other Indian parents? I would say that my family has been very supportive of me and all my choices. Okay. And right. also the in your business that, uh, endeavors as well, right? Yes, and my business endeavors as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my family has been very good to me. I can totally sympathize with people who have not as supportive families because I have friends right. who live alone, not because they want to live alone, but because they have to live their alone. Families, yeah. <laughs> because their families are too annoying and too overbearing. <laughs> Where they try to yeah, make that, all the decisions yeah. for this person, and they don't realize yeah. that someone at 19 years old hmm. is an adult, and he wants his right. own freedom to make his own choices. Yep. For example, recently I had someone who is 22 years old reach out to me, telling me that, "What do I do? I can't eat eggs." And I was telling him, hmm. "Why can't you eat eggs?" Like my he, his answer is that my mother won't allow it. Okay. And at the age of 22, if you have to get mm. your mother's permission to eat something then you know you can already That's, judge yeah, from that pretty right? bad yeah especially i think if you're a guy i mean that it doesn't make any sense like you're still asking your mother can i go out can i eat this can i order this like are you really like fit to be like a leader of a family then like at that point if everything is anyways going to be decided by your mother exactly exactly so it should I would say that a lot of parents raise raise their child in in such a way, right? Yeah, in like, such a way they to, keep controlling them. Yeah, to make them think that the real definition of a man or a, a real son is someone who just obeys. Right. So if you obey, you're right. good. If you don't obey, you're bad. Uh, Harsh, do you think this is, is just like Indian culture way. or like uh, internationally? Also, you've seen this quite commonly that kids uh, are expected to be quite obedient like in other cultures you've encountered like uh, maybe the east or middle east and all or is it really just india where this is too a bit too extreme i would not say it's just india it really depends international is a big word but if you take china for example right the chinese society is somewhat similar to how things are in india 
yeah very filial and you know like you obey the father father obeys grandfather like that right yes but even in the west it was like this for a long time i think i'm not an expert on other cultures right i'm not a right but i i'm not a westerner so i have an outside yeah. person's view oh uh, by the way like uh, if you don't mind me asking like are you uh, in india these days or uh, are you abroad it depends acha okay okay yeah we can discuss this later as later as well okay yeah sure yeah please go on so even western cultures differ in the sense that there are certain countries which are more freedom oriented certain cult- countries which are more traditional right i think uh, northern europe versus southern divide right like southern i think uh, kids tend to stay with the parents for a longer period of time and stuff greece italy those countries yeah so cultures differ from place to place yeah. and there are advantages and disadvantages to both yeah. for example if you are being kicked out of your house at 18 well then you yeah. have to waste the next 7 8 years just to get a basic footing like someone right. who moves at 18 has to work a job because you know he can't do anything else he needs the money to pay the rent right and he needs to so pay for hence we food. see so many of like young people in the west working at mcdonald's and kfc and these kind of basic service jobs which is initially. a waste of talent isn't it yeah essentially waste of like prime years right exactly so if you're doing it full time i mean you you're not studying you're not like growing right yes it's a dead end thing where yeah well like you know you know they can make an argument where they teach you character but a lot of things mm. teach you character and this is a very inefficient yeah, way yeah and the thing is character. like you don't need like 8 years of a waitering job to teach you character i mean i'm sure like 6 7 months would be more than enough yes <laughs> I do think that a lot of people in India would benefit from more fitness, more exercise, right. and I do think nowadays the culture is moving towards that. That more and yeah. more people are going to the gym, more and more yeah. people respect fit bodies, and I see more people right. looking better, exercising more, eating less oil, right. etc. So Harsh, would you say right that direction. this is uh, mostly men or like you've noticed this with men women both genders in India I've noticed this with both men and women actually Okay I've so everyone in general Everyone in general is trying to be healthier lately I would not say like you know it's like goes from top to bottom in a way in the sense that the people in the cities are more likely to have a culture of fitness than someone living yeah. in a tier 2 city or a village Yeah but and more access goes to on facilities also right generally yes there is access there that, that, that is also a factor but the reason that yeah. the city people have access to it is because there is demand for it okay so essentially even in tier 2 cities if people actually really wanted to these things would crop up so pretty quickly tier 2 cities already have a lot of gyms and fitness centers like it okay. would be a lie to say that they don't Like even my Tier village has a gym. Generally, talking about places like let's say uh, Lucknow, Jaipur, these kind of places. These places have Bhopal. um gyms. I've been to Jaipur. They have gyms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jaipur, I think, is a fairly big city. Also. Yeah, they have like, good uh, food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rajasthani food, man. Brilliant. Kachori. <laughs> yeah. Very fried. We very uh, parties really need to learn some cuisine uh, making skills from them. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Uttarakhand actually uh, western Uttarakhand so we are hill people uh 
so actually uh, i'm actually currently in pune though mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so most of my cuisine adventures are uh, local pav bhaji type of stuff these days not uh, any special party food uttarakhand is very very beautiful oh yeah absolutely oh uh, you've been there uh, like a few times yeah i've been there quite a few times oh nice like uh, which place is like masuri uh, yeah i've been to masuri pithoragarh i guess munsiari I went to Mysore. I went to the Char Dham Yatra. Yeah, Char Dham. Yeah, Char Dham. That's a life-changing experience. I think uh, you must have really felt that, like you actually do feel close to God when you're there. No, I went in 2011, so I was like okay, 14 years, 14 What? years old, I think. Okay, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I went. I think we did three dhams. We did Yamunotri, and we Achha. did Badrinath, and, and we did Gangotri. Okay, Gangotri, not Kedarnath. Okay. Not Kedarnath because there was a lot of traffic there, and we had okay. a grandma with us. Right. So we we had to skip this one. Okay. I think this actually this is the huh, one. Kedarnath is the one which is uh, very close to my ancestral place in mm-hmm. Uttarakhand. So yeah, I mean, if you do go there again, definitely I would uh, certainly recommend you cover that as well. and uh, a lot of other places also like n- non religious sites i think munsiari you must have heard of i have uh, on the eastern side okay munsiari supposed to be i think like probably like a better version of masuri like a better snow and like better views generally mm-hmm. and uh, quite quite a few places opening up for skiing also if you're into uh, snowboarding and skiing and stuff like oli i think uh, you might have heard it's uh, fairly like well known these days in uttarakhand I have no idea. Yeah, I, but but it's actually like fairly accessible now. Like uh, in winters, if you go, it's a pretty decent like time you can have, like away from the world and you know just trying out stuff. I've been meaning to go trekking near Uttarakhand and you know the Dehradun area. Okay, right. But that is maybe for a couple of months from now, not right now. Okay, like you are you like in the sense are you like. preparing your body or like you you're prepared but you want to plan more like when you have free time i'm really busy with business right now we're oh, okay. working on the teacher self crypto course and right. i don't want to like disappear oh, wow. for like 15 20 days at this moment because the team is working right. really hard and we're getting right. a lot of and you must be managing like all these people and you know just directing how things will work out you could say that in a sense but also the fact that i'm promoting it take right. some time right harsh in fact if you can tell us a little bit more because people are really interested in crypto like my audience i can tell you and uh, a lot of these young guys so if you can like maybe just spend like 2 minutes uh, tell us like what's the course about so the course is on teachyourselfcrypto.com and it is the okay. best course on the internet on crypto which teaches you from scratch so you don't have to know anything and we'll okay. teach you everything from zero okay from scratch what is money all right. the way until the end of defi privacy coin so you will learn every single thing about ethereum right. bitcoin defi right. nfts privacy coins moneros wow. and you will be an expert by the end of like it. you'll you'll get to know the theory and how to trade and all those things right no like we're not essentially you'll be able to trading we're a course on how the okay. technology works what is act what it actually okay. is because so more like a fundamental understanding of the technology yeah, rather it's, than it's an understanding of what problem. it is and right. it's a free course 
completely free. So you can go to teachercrypto.com and you can check it out. Yeah, the course and is you, completely free. You're really like giving away almost like gold for free. Like, but why, why would you, uh, I mean, I'm just like curious if you're like a business person, right? Mm-hmm. If you've worked so hard on a product, like I don't understand, like why would you actually give it out for free? Like I'm just asking, like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but like. So when we started uh, making the course, it was back in Feb 2021. So last year. And right. back then I didn't know anything about crypto. Like I knew it existed okay. and I had invested some money in it. But, Are you self-taught in the field? Yes. Okay. And but I did I wasn't like an expert. I didn't understand why it is the way it is, etc. So I thought right. let me learn more about it. And right. then I thought, okay, if I'm going to learn more about it, why not I also summarize everything I learned? Right. So Teach Yourself Crypto started as a website of me and two other people, Sergio from yourcodingteacher.com and Ash okay. from Persuasion Profits. In a way, you were posting your study notes, right? Yeah. So like, in a way, it was us just studying about Learning crypto and teaching. This, and yeah. then putting the best stuff on Teach Yourself Crypto so that other people can also right. use it. So right. we created the course for uh, ourselves. Harsh, is the website live? Uh, can I share it? If Yeah, the website possible? is live. It's been live since oh, last year. Awesome. So, uh, do you mind if I share it? Yes, uh, of course. Please go uh, ahead. Teachyourselfcrypto.com, right? Yes, teachyourselfcrypto.com. Okay. I think a lot of information must already be there. I think the intro and all. Yeah, all of it is there right now. It's com- it's almost completely ready. The V1. We're going okay. to work on it more and more, of course. That's and amazing. Lately, we, we've launched a system called Verified Certificates where the course is free. But if you want a certificate from us saying that you've completed the course, and you want okay. to put it on LinkedIn or your resume, then that's paid. It's very cheap. Anyone can afford it. And it'll help you get a job. Like it'll okay. make your resume better. Right. Like, uh, would you say like a permanent sort of position or like more like freelance uh, projects and stuff? Could be anything. Could be anything. You have the knowledge, right? Once you do the course, right. you have the knowledge. You're an expert. So you right. can put it in your resume that you can show that you have a certificate because it's one thing that you say, okay, I am an expert and one thing to be a certified expert because employers typically value certifications. They want some kind of evidence because anyone can claim anything, you know. I can say that I'm six feet tall and I am five feet yeah. wide. Oh no, six feet is a normal. I'm, I'm 10 feet tall and five feet wide. And anyone can say that, you know, but... <laughs> How does someone who doesn't know you verify that? So that's where the certification yeah. comes in. It really makes your resume better. Yeah. Uh, it's a little cheesy, the caption. I hope you don't mind, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of pointing out that you're being a bit too generous <laughs> for a business person. And especially Indians, I think we don't have a reputation for being like too charitable and all, no? Like... Indians have the like a cutthroat sort of reputation, I think, in business. It depends. It really depends on what. Why do you think we have a reputation for being cutthroat? Uh, I think maybe it's just stereotypes, but I have kind of noticed. Uh, so, like, harsh. When I was a kid, right, for mm-hmm. a couple of years, uh, we lived uh in uh, parts of Africa, right, Botswana, and uh, if you've heard heard of the country near South Africa. So mm-hmm. in a lot of these places, the primary trading communities generally used to be Indians, right? A lot of these uh, merchant groups, in fact, 
like uh, communities even like we can identify as like merchant uh, communities in india mm-hmm. like uh, patels banias and all so what would happen is that people would notice that all of a sudden these people are coming from india they don't have a lot of money they are somewhat educated they are hard working and suddenly within a few years they control all the like the money making businesses <laughs> right so people would naturally assume that these people are just cutthroat and like brutal right which which is like obviously it's a stereotype could be just because of hard work could be because of competence uh, right you, know, you don't have to okay. become like idi amin and paint yeah. everyone as a psychopath i would say that a lot of people from india are very good at business if they put their mind yeah. to it yeah there is also I think some selection india it ha- has that you know natural i mean i don't know like uh, culture right especially uh, i think uh, parts of gujarat rajasthan and all like w- what they call i think dhando culture and like trading uh, culture generally mm-hmm. uh like i i, I think uh, like uh, so how, how, i'm sorry how did how exactly did you get interested uh, towards accountancy and all like in your community uh, did they have like a traditional system of accounting as well the reason i went into accounting was after 12 I was a commerce student and right. I wasn't really sure what the best education is. Right. My family said CAs all my friends were doing CA so I did It CA. seemed like a well paid field to be fair. I didn't really consider all of that back then to be honest. Okay. It just was how the wind blew and I wasn't that intentional when I was in Did 12. you feel scared like what if I don't crack it like because a, like CA is not a very easy exam right it's very difficult like So there are certain very CAs low pass in my rate. family right so it isn't it wasn't okay. like completely right. unknown to me plus right. I was always very intelligent so it I was not worried okay. about failing the exam like I knew I would make it Oh wow yeah I mean like if you have that natural confidence but you know a lot of people you talk to them they aren't really sure right they have commerce or or uh, you know subjects like that and then they don't really know what to do parents and people just tell them okay beta ca kar lo this is going to pay you well and they do it and they, they they're not really sure what they're doing and eventually you know you know th- that's what happens right in a, in a lot of i think even like medical engineering even law like the field i come from mm-hmm. people just get into it for the sake of it because someone told them that this is going to pay you well or this is a good career choice mm-hmm. and they're actually maybe not smart enough for that and then they fail and you know they get into that vicious circle where they continuously failing and like even let's say if they graduate and all you you know like in india like millions and millions of these people just sitting for government exams again and again and again mm-hmm. till they're like 30 35 wasting their lives i mean it's it's probably one of the biggest tragedies in the modern world i think like if you look at the youth i will i tend to agree with you there it's a tragedy i can i have some thoughts on why this happens my first thought is that someone who is at 16 years of age it's very difficult for him to know whether he can or cannot do certain things in the sense that how does someone who is 16 year old 16 years old decide huh. what he wants to do for the rest of his life right and that is difficult in the sense i remember when i was 16 i didn't know i i was clueless 
So it seems hmm. like a rational choice for most of them to listen to. But their... uh, like you said, you did have some like relative, like uncles and all who were already. My father CAs. is a CA. Oh wow! Okay, so you did have that guidance that okay, this field, this is what happens, and this these these are the opportunities you'll get in this field, right? Like my dad's a lawyer as as well, like in the army, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandfather before he passed away, he was also a lawyer. So you kind of have these family traditions, right? Like. people kind of tell you okay if you just do this which your family has been doing for some time it's a relatively safer option that that's how it seems right it is of course i'm not saying it's easy but yeah safer because you have some your family has Guidance experience now. in that field right 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 you're not like building the titanic from scratch so to speak right you have like a base it is the safe choice to make in many cases but yeah. at the end it comes down to the fact that when you're that young how do you make a risky choice see i'll give you my mm-hmm. background okay my father when he was a kid he was a farmer okay right he had his education in the local language and okay. uh, he did his ca also in the local language and he right. knows some english now of course Like right he learned over time right when i was born my family moved to a city because they didn't want me to become a farmer they okay. thought it's a it's a tough life so you uh, you got english language exposure from the get go then no not exactly get go so in the sense that when i moved to a city okay my family moved to the city we were really really poor like my father's okay. job i think paid like 50 dollars a month oh man and uh, 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 do you mind me asking like uh, roughly what period would this be Early two thousand something, nineteen ninety six seven. Okay, okay. So you must have been like a toddler. Or yeah, something yeah. When then, I was right? like born, like, maybe right. a few months after me being born. So ninety mm. five, I think. I don't. Yeah, I think it should be ninety five. Yeah, I think the economy also hadn't really, really taken off. Yeah, it really time. hadn't back then. So more like early two thousands, mid two thousands. It was yeah. really hard for me to find a school for me because schools okay. have this thing where you need to have a house, etc., and. We yeah. were living on like a smallish place in Ontrent, and you know money was tight. Yeah. So and you know uh, some of these schools, what they do, they actually even test the parents and stuff. It's pretty weird. They're like, okay, we won't test your kid, but we want to make sure that the dad and the mom are like proper, you know, college educated people, and then only we'll give admission. It's a very you know classist Indian stuff which happens. I think you might have heard about stuff like this happening. I would not say I would not say it's Indian in the sense that it doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, uh-huh, but right. I would say I that China also it does to some extent. No, I would say the reason for this is that if you take a private school, for example, their ultimate hmm. selling point is that they have better teachers, and the fact that the other students they there get, are also uh, on the same level as your family right. students. So if they start they, taking and they portray it as they get the results right and they're getting the results because they're getting the elite students. Yes, right? you can say that but at the end of the day why is a rich family going to pay mm. a lot of money to put their kid in the school? Yeah. Because other yeah. rich families are doing the same thing and they want this I see too. like you're thinking of it from a proper like a business perspective. I'm getting a little more sentimental about these things. But yeah, you you maintained a more logical argumentation about that. That's yeah. That's a pretty interesting yeah, dude. Way of I mean, I'm not, putting it. I haven't like thought about this before. This is just me hmm. off the top of my head, so I could be wrong. Right. No, no. I mean, like, actually, it does make sense to me. 
so i'm sure like i've also had these to and fro conversations many times i know sometimes you become more sentimental sometimes you're a little more logical <laughs> yeah i think that it's best to have a rational brains ahead yeah when yeah. trying to figure out the world yeah. because the emotions will lead us astray right very short term way of doing things but the end of the day i don't really blame the school for it like i get it if you take like for yeah. example why does a rule exist where the you want the family to have their own house and not live on a rented house because mm. the stu- the school wants the student to stay right the school wants the student to be around till okay. the school ends and right. not just say move after mm. one year and having right. a requirement where the family has a house kind of ensures that in many ways because someone who lives on rent yeah is way more likely to just quit the school and move yeah right so there are different factors but ha- uh, harsh how do you feel about people let's say who get these admissions let's say through connections or influence and stuff then like in that sense would you still say that these logical arguments make sense or would you say that is like proper like injustice the world is not fair right so you could say it's injustice yeah. but the world but you would say more... that better not to get into any of that because you can't change it right no it's not that you can't change it there are definitely you can mm. change it if you dedicate a lot of time to it mm. but things are getting better like everything was like the world was much less fair 50 years ago than it is today we have more opportunity today than we had 50 years ago so uh, would, things you, are would you say better. that but uh, would you say that that, that is actually true like uh, for the lower classes well now yes like they ha- do have more access 50 years ago the lower classes did not have access to education they were considered as untouchables mm. and they had a mm. lot more problems than not having a house and not getting a school yeah now they can at least get admission in some school right yeah now they are not legally discriminated against they are mm. not you know they are not teased because they are low caste so i don't right. think i think that we have made a lot of progress in that sense and that's a good caste, thing because the caste system was actually evil yeah so uh, again this, this, this will be from for, for from my perspective getting into pretty controversial waters in the, these parts i will uh, not go there <laughs> but uh, yeah because yeah man it is a pandora's box on this side but i but i get what you're trying to say that class has become the new caste right in a sense it's not that caste, people judge so you by how much money caste. you have rather than the problem with the caste system was the fact that there was no way to come out of it if you were a low caste hmm. person let's say hmm. you could do everything right you could become really rich and you were still a low right. caste person right and with the class system let's say with money that is not the case you can be poor and you can be really rich and you can change your social hierarchy so level so you feel that the class system is essentially fair that way the class system is more meritocratic than the okay. caste system however right. you know there are problems like it isn't perfect meritocracy right like you pointed out there is nepotism mm. connections matter but right. it is much better than the caste system in my opinion i don't think the caste system was very useful to for india and it has been harsh uh, i'll ask you something easy. about your personal experience okay mm-hmm. so this is one thing which i've noticed a lot like uh, do you frequently travel to other countries abroad like especially western countries and all or like roughly maybe once in a year or something like that no comment okay fine yeah but you have like 
been around and seen places right yes so like uh, do you feel that there is a fundamental difference in the way that indians perceive status and class and a lot of people in developed countries uh, see it right because from my personal experience what it seems like is that let's say you're in a uh, let's say first world country uh, in some european capital or whatever people generally do tend to understand that okay there's a person doing a waiter's job or like a blue collar job and that's also a normal thing that's a human being and it could be me doing that day after tomorrow but in india it seems like we have a more rigid a uh, way of looking at things right that my maid is like another almost like another species a second right? class i'm never going to do that she's never going to be me right like yeah we, i know where you're coming from i think that yeah, this is it seems very weird like uh, from an outside perspective we see it as natural that you know they are like not even barely humans like that's essentially the mindset here yeah i know what what you're talking about the thing the reason this is happening is because the gap between your maid and you is so big that mm. for the most part the maid does not <laughs> have a hope of crossing it versus in yeah. say a more developed right. country a waiter's yeah. income is not really is not that low in the sense that it isn't garbage and the other thing right. is the fact that your maid is not educated she doesn't speak english yeah. you would feel very differently about your maid if she could speak english right the reason and let's say her, if she had a degree and no, you know no, no wore degree. different clothes also no degree, yeah no, no degree the, mm. the, just the language thing you think just the language change thing, everything because in india like mm. and of course this this is how it would have do you subconsciously think you you would also still do that sometimes that treat a person differently depending on the language i think i would probably subconsciously end up doing that probably hey, in I real life i have done that a lot of times and realized that and it's nothing to be proud of but you know this is how we are raised right it's not how we are raised it is how human beings are this is our dna in the sense let, let me like this will yeah. take me like 2 minutes to elaborate so. sure 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 if you meet someone let's say mm. and l- let's say your maid for example your maid is not educated right she speaks not english and in india anyone who's educated knows english right you yeah. are less likely to treat someone respectfully if they can't speak english because your assumption mm. is that this person is not educated so they are savage yeah to give Basically, you yeah. an example i was recently going somewhere and mm. this place has auto rickshaws i don't mm. know if you've seen them before yeah auto rickshaws uh, yeah like yellow black three wheelers right yeah it was the three of us okay so me my friend and another another friend of ours so right. we were asking how much it would cost to go from one place to the other hmm. and naturally i was speaking in hindi hmm so the guy says 80 rupees and for hmm. some weird reason i thought he meant 80 rupees per person and you know i don't really okay. care i think that's 1 dollar cool hmm so the three of us hmm. said we go there and then okay. i pay him 240 rupees like i'm giving him 240 rupees and the guy in perfect english says ha huh. no sir it is 80 rupees okay. for the ride it is not 80 rupees per seat okay so if we if if there are only three people we charge 80 rupees and if there are four people we charge 100 rupees so don't okay. like make sure you never pay someone 240 rupees so the guy didn't <laughs> take my money he took 80 rupees for three of us right. even though i was paying him 240 right but the fact that he responded to me in english 
made Haan. me look at him in a completely different way right so right. a lot of things come down to how you perceive people and a lot of it yeah. comes down to how similar they are to you so if someone right. can speak english you will think they are educated you can relate to them yeah. more and you will treat them in a more in you fact will, you will uh, think of them as a, the same mm, human being as you and right. not like a completely different class of person right. who will never be you and you will never be him in fact if you look at friend circles dating circles all these things these are all constricted by the language factor right people don't date uh, downwards into f- like like uh, mates who don't uh, speak english or you know that language they don't make friends with people who can't speak english they don't uh, go to restaurants where uh, you know the menus are not matlab in english right yes. so it's like a holistic environment where you're kind of cut off from what you know the ground situation actually would be like right yes but this is not their fault in the sense that hmm. if i can't speak your language huh. that makes the two of us being friends very unlikely yeah because friendship at some level has to have some amount of effortlessness right. if i have right. to take a dictionary and refer every single time when we speak yeah. i'm not going to want to speak to you because it will take so much work right so that factor definitely exists right but it is not it is not a conscious discrimination thing it is right. just how people relate to each other in like, the sense uh, let's like say that a little off topic to africa okay Yeah and in Africa you meet you all everyone I don't know what they speak in Africa let's say Swahili they're hmm. speaking Swahili and you don't understand a word of Swahili how right. will you be friends with them you can't and they can't yeah. be friends yeah. with you but you yeah, they'll see you as an outsider of course who speaks Hindi huh. you would be more than happy to talk to him you would exactly. make friends with him you will immediately bond with that person and trust him more than all the natives right yes. just because of the language factor yes even like when you go abroad many times this happens right uh, generally you wouldn't trust a random person but you see a random indian and he speaks a bit of hindi to you immediately think that okay this guy is very trustworthy <laughs> and maybe later on you're wrong but in that moment you feel like yeah this guy is my bro yeah you have some <laughs> affinity towards him yeah yeah well i can give you like you know how if aliens attacked us frontier yeah. if aliens attacked us all of you know us hating the chinese the chinese hating us all of that will go away we'll yeah. all suddenly be brothers because we're all humans <laughs> and the enemy is the alien yeah alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll probably be working you know those slave mines on mars or something together <laughs> all 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 equal slaves yellow black brown <laughs> yeah something like that yeah uh harsh uh, so i'm so i'm so sorry actually uh, some of the initial questions which i really want to ask you we actually went really deep into societal questions which mm-hmm. i generally don't even go into like in the proper you know sociology and uh, political kind of uh, uh, subjects right but uh, just to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. so uh, with if we can like quickly let's say talk about like what masculine values or ideals do you think i know this is like again going to a different topic entirely mm-hmm. almost but generally to operate in the world as it is today right mm-hmm. for a guy let's say an indian guy right mm-hmm. top 4 masculine ideals he has to embrace like w- what would you say like your top 4 are i want to answer this question in a different way because okay sure me answering it this way will not produce any result 
because okay. people have a lot of ideas about masculinity right. in their head hmm maybe they'll just make notes and like okay ye char bata diye ye kar lena yeah but it won't it won't actually make a yeah. difference so yeah that's true you know have you ever heard this term real man a real man yeah uh, like in philosophy or like no uh, like you know it, how when people uh, say a real man will do this a real man will yeah, do yeah. that right 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 yeah a real man will open the door for the lady all that kind of stuff yeah right? so a right. lot of like most people when they think of masculinity right they think of, they think of stuff real man yeah. stuff they think hmm. that okay so what have they heard in this context a real man will support hmm. his woman a real man would never cheat on his woman Hmm. a real man that is basically uh, describing chivalrous uh, ideals right traditional chivalry let me get to it so yeah sure. so a real Please. man would serve his hmm. country a real man right. will you know right listen to his parents a real man will do this hmm. and that right. so for someone who really wants to understand masculinity you have to first get all of these ideas out of your head because okay. all of this is manipulation like anyone okay. who comes up with some definition of a real hmm. man will this and that hmm. is usually trying to manipulate you into doing what is best for them like a woman right. who has cheated on you will say a real man is someone who will forgive hmm. his woman for cheating you know yeah. you've seen single women right in the west yeah. single mothers yeah. they will say a real man is someone who will yeah. raise you know a kid that is not his Absolutely. with just as much love as if it was his own yeah And that is really devilishly manipulative yeah, yeah it's it's a form of manipulation like a real man will right. die for his country yeah right i'm not saying these ideas are bad i'm not saying that you yeah. know fighting for your country is a bad but thing. you can't let yourself be manipulated using these right essentially that's the but these are not the definitions of a real man in the sense that okay okay if you want to die for your country that's a good thing Hmm. Personally, there are many situations that I would die for my country. If I see soldiers right. or foreign people here, I'm going to kill them. So hmm. there are like values here and there, but there is no this this is not a definition of a real man. Just okay. because someone wants you to be a certain way and they're putting the label right. real man on it, like a real hmm. man will be bold and do this, and a real man will hmm. jump off the cliff, a right. real man will like bring flowers. All of that is yeah a form of manipulation to control you. so you right. have to first get the idea of what you consider to be a real man out of your head because those okay. are likely to be some sort of manipulation to get you to right. behave or brainwashing way. in a sense yes so i will first say okay so for the people who will who are going mm. to ask like what is a real man if you have mm. a penis and balls mm. you are a real man mm. <laughs> so yeah it's a pretty straightforward out of the way okay <laughs> So you could be mm. like you know let me like even give you some clarification you could cheat on every single woman you mm. are mm. in a relationship with you could mm. betray your country you could kill other people like you could be a complete criminal mm. and if you have mm. a penis you are still a real man okay yeah so the qualification for being a real man is having a penis and nothing else mm. now of course the question you asked me was a bit different masculinity and not just being a man right right i would say a man is someone who is strong and yeah. does what is best for him and does what he like takes the actions that he needs to to achieve the goals he wants over the long term and these right. there are two factors here okay one that he does what he needs to do to achieve mm. the goals that he wants 
So firstly, right. these are two separate things. One, right. the first encompassing value is that he he does what he needs to do, needs to do, and not right. what he feels like to do in the moment. For example, right, right now I might feel like, hey, I should go and have a pizza. Right. But my goal is to lose weight. So yeah. what do I do? Do I have the pizza? You work out instead, right? Yeah. So are you a person who is able to do what is right for you? and achieve right. your goals or right. do you just listen to the whims of your body because yeah. if you just listen to the whims of your body you are weak you are not strong kind of almost like an animal right like yes almost like an animal right what does an animal yeah. do he eats he sleeps he fucks and he dies <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean at some level you have to have a certain amount of self control a right. certain amount of judgment wisdom to say you are masculine because otherwise right. you are not otherwise you're just an animal so i w- i would say in my personal definition of masculinity i would say someone who rises above the mm. immediate needs of his body so that he can achieve his long term mm. goals uh harsh sorry to interrupt just want to ask you what's the best way to ha- you know develop that self control like i know it's not an easy question but what advice would you give number one advice from your end Firstly there has to be a real desire to improve in the sense okay. that if your desire is let's say i want to be a rock star okay hmm to be a rock star let's say i need to learn how to play guitar and i need right. to learn how to sing hmm but i never do all of that i just keep saying i want to be a rock star yeah. and i have no desire to improve <laughs> i don't i'm just saying that so there has to be real desire hmm. where you want to take action right And you can't keep daydreaming essentially yeah it can't just be wishes it has to be action hmm. all right so essentially you have to become it. action oriented right towards your goal let me put it like this frontier if you are okay. hungry right are you just going to talk about it are you just going to say i'm hungry i'm hungry and yours are no, going to go by you go to the kitchen microwave whatever any delicacies are there and yeah feed yourself right so that is a real desire where huh. you want something yeah. and you will take action to do yeah. it versus someone just saying i want to lose weight i mm. want to lose weight for 10 years right. straight and they look the same hmm so firstly you need to have real desire and secondly hmm. you need to have the discipline to execute over the long run hmm so if someone is looking for like a program i made hmm. one it's called live intentionally hmm. 90 day self improvement program you can find it on gum.co/stuff Harsh, do you offer people mentorships? Like, uh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, uh, okay, so you don't do that. You just, if people want to buy that program, they can re- go through that. But it's not a mentorship that way. The program is just a structured thing for a lot of people who struggle with this. Okay. Plan. So right. I'm, I, I'm not trying to like pitch it and like oversell it or anything here. Right. I'm no, no. I mean, like, because... this is completely unplanned. I am asking all yeah. these questions and bothering Harsh. No, no, no. So... He had no plans to discuss this. By the way, guys. Earlier, you mentioned <laughs> the question you asked was, "How do I like? How do I be more disciplined?" Yeah. Way? Right. And I have a high right. product for that, so I just thought I would mention it. Okay. Sure. Yeah, man. But the yeah. second aspect of masculinity, masculinity that I wanted to discuss, was right. that the the thing that you want to do, the the desi- the thing that your goal is. has to be your goal in the sense that a lot of people when they say their goal is something mm. it's that goal because they were manipulated by society and kind of been conned into believing that is their goal for okay. example if you, if i tell you if when someone mm. says my goal is to get a great job 
Are you sure your goal is to get a great job or is that your goal because right. people have been saying that to you since you were a small kid? Are you seeing all these uh, like random people who make TikTok videos and reels and pretend to be Salman Khan on the streets? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that mass brainwashing of people wanting to be Bollywood celebrities and probably they don't really want that. It's just they've been told by the media that this is the number one best thing you can do in your life. The media tends to glorify entertainers, yes. Uh, yeah. It does catch on. So yeah. that is definitely a negative on our society mm. and culture for sure. But idiots will be mm. idiots and yeah. so Yeah, there is no them. shortage, man. No sort no shortage of idiots. But the desire, like whatever your goals are, they have to be yours and you have to be honest about them. You can't change your goal just to fit. Uh Harsh, as an example in your life. Uh, like, can you give an example from your life when you decided at a certain age, okay, I want to do this in the next one year, two years, like, and then you work towards that, making sure you pushed yourself. Well, a simple example that I can give you with proof is the fact that okay. I completed CA for five years, right? I it hmm. took four or five years to become a CA, right? Right. And then I decided to go all in into online business. I started an affiliate marketing company and I do LMM. Yeah. And currently, yeah. I also started a, a Web3 education company, the one I just told you about. Right. None of which is related to CA. So I spent yeah. four and a half years working for CA, like, you know, getting this degree. Yeah. And then I don't do anything related to it. Yeah. Basically, you learned uh, accountancy, crypto, finance, tech, matlab, literally hands in so many places. five years after CA <laughs> learning computer science uh-huh. while I was building oh, wow. my online businesses. Oh wow! So so you can program on your own as well. Yes. Wow, that's that is quite impressive. I don't think there are a lot of CAs who can who can claim to do that. I think uh, generally it's not uh, seen as like a useful thing, right, in the profession. It is the most useful knowledge you can have today. Yeah, I think for any profession, right, gives you again leverage. I don't know about any profession, but any idea you want, anything you hmm. want to do, you can do once you know. It's like the scale in singing. If you can, if you know the scale, mm. then you can sing any song. Uh, so you program with uh, Python, C++ and all? I can program in any language in the sense that okay. pro- learning programming, like learning computer science and programming is like learning to play the guitar. Hmm. But once you know how to play the guitar, you don't have to relearn how to play the guitar right. in Chinese, Spanish, English. Harsh, I actually had a suggestion, like uh, may- maybe once the crypto thing is done, mm-hmm. could have like an introductory, maybe certificate kind of course online for people who actually don't come from like a CS proper, like a math background to kind of introduce them to like basic programming and stuff. I think there'd there be a lot of people course, pretty interested. There are many, many courses on the internet and you can just find them on Coursera. Okay. Um, okay. Here's a course I would recommend for someone who wants an introduction to computer science. Oh, uh, sure. I'd be glad if you share it. By um, Eric Grimson from MITx. It's on edX. Okay. And you can find the course. I think I don't remember what it's, I think it's uh, called. Sorry, Sixth can you repeat that? Eric. Uh, Eric Grimson. Okay. edX, right? edX, yeah. Yeah. The course is called Introduction to Computer Science and Programming in Python. It's a very very good course, and this was the first course i did in my computer science degree that i self-taught and the full wow. if you want to self-learn computer science there is something called the open source society university where you okay. can learn computer science from scratch and right. this is not like a 
time pass education hmm. on computer science all the courses right. are from like mit harvard stanford etc and they've reconstructed but it's fairly it accessible it's not like a very expensive thing or anything like that it's right free. oh wow yeah then like nothing like it because generally people kind of have this concern right that these western degrees and all these expensive courses all no, in no, all in dollars and euros will you know bankrupt me the course is complete there it's a different it's a bunch of moocs being put together to yeah, recreate a computer right. science degree and all the courses are free the only right. thing is that it takes a lot of discipline to learn something over a period of 5 years right no one else is going to push you right yeah so I, the, these the courses, big issue huh. with these moocs is that the average person who takes them mm. lacks the discipline to finish them yeah true i mean like even if i remember college myself like how many classes can i remember which i would have probably not even attended if i didn't need to attend them for attendance rules right and a lot of guys are like that unfortunately where you don't have that discipline to push yourself it's just you're following you know rules like kind of like a sheep in a herd which is pretty sad man like you could say that i think that college in india i would say for most degree yeah. is just a waste i didn't go to college so <laughs> yeah, i am technically ac- absolutely agree i think that was one of your first tweets which i retweeted indian colleges are basically i think the degree mills most of them i think the problem is that in india the the value of education is more of social status yeah in the sense that if you are not let's say that you are not a graduate okay hmm. then most people will consider you to be like someone who is uneducated like if you are a girl right. and you're a graduate hmm. and then you are not educated enough and you will have trouble uh-huh. getting married and the same if yeah. you're a guy and right. you're not a graduate then you'll have trouble you getting married you can't get married and start a family yeah yeah and people you, basically won't take you seriously as yeah, like you, you know be, a normal person again yeah you will not be you know on par socially <laughs> and yeah, there are kind of you'll be falling down to that again you know mid level yeah you you will be treated in that way <laughs> yeah but there are exceptions in the sense for example i am 12th pass and no one thinks of me this way yeah but again that the, the, the distinction is that like your degree like your professional no, uh, degree right no i don't people like, nah, i never mention i am a ca i tell people i am a 12th okay. pass oh damn and like they don't judge generally like in india also a lot of it comes down to how you present yourself in the sense that my english of is course. very smooth right so they don't presume it in a negative way so that's why I and generally i think you're a pretty confident guy so i think that plays a role too right like if you present yourself confidently that i'm you know i can debate anyone on anything i don't need a degree to do that and you are no smarter than me if you have that confidence i think yeah then people also think okay maybe he doesn't have a degree but he he does have something else right I don't think the degree matters at all in the sense that a lot But again of the, dude you know 90% of the guys they're not going to be like that I think you know eventually I really there 90% of guys and they like they that. just need that degree to kind of you know tell people no no I'm also educated I also went to college look look I'm a real you know educated intellectual type I don't it's think it's just an ego thing it in that way I have never seen someone act high five because they went to college never in my life <laughs> ever yeah but 
there is a psychological thing where yeah if you are if you say that you are 12th pass okay someone is a 12th pass let's say but mm. their communication skills are not as good right then they will be thought of as like a semi educated savage right so a lot of things come down to how you communicate how you present yourself etc right so that there's a big factor there right why do you treat your maid as if she was a second mm. class citizen because right. she can't communicate with you on your level right and if she could then yeah. you would not consider her, her consider of her course. to be a second class citizen yeah. so why in fact, i'd probably feel afraid to even order around like to be honest that's how most indians are they order around the servants so easily because the servants can't speak properly in that language right of the superior yeah and you know there are more psychological reasons for it because mm. the servant is not opposing it he's like happy to be ordered around yeah but in the west for example let's say it's a country where everyone speaks english the mm. waiter communicates with you in your language right hmm so you don't see him as someone who's inferior you just see him as someone who's working like a good right. job right right so that is the and, difference yeah and quite often these people also went to a fairly okay college many of these people also you know let's say have a pretty decent phone live an okay life middle class lifestyle it's not that they're living hand to mouth right in india we imagine if you're blue collar that essentially means that you know you're like one missed paycheck away from almost like ending on the street starving right i mean that's how people see poverty here still and because it is like pretty extreme right it is getting better though as the years yeah. go by i think covid was a huge setback hmm yeah i think we do have like more uh, spread out i think social safety nets also from the government end like even if you don't have any money i think generally you're not going to starve unless like you can't even figure out how to get the free food yeah i don't think people are starving like there's no one who's starving in the sense that if someone yeah. is starving they can go to a local gurudwara and get food yeah so yeah. or at local temple etc so people yeah. are not dying of hunger for sure yeah. but i do think that there is a lot of scope for improvement in the fact that of education Right. because it is not just about feeding people how right. do you actually get someone out of poverty hmm the way you get them out of poverty is that you give them the education the skills right. and mindsets they need to get themselves out of poverty but harsh you know uh, like to be honest you know sometimes when you when i feel a little skeptical about uh, the promises let's say which the government makes on its end right you see in so many cases you must have seen the person who's delivering your package like your food packages mm-hmm. zomato danzo these services many of the, those guys are also fairly educated like maybe not from a very good university but many of them have masters degrees many yes. of them might even be have like a phd or something in very rare cases but you know what's the point if we are producing so many uh, again like higher education graduates who just have the degrees and in the end they can't really do anything much better than ride a two wheeler and deliver orders like what was the point in going through that process for them like they would they could have just started working at 18 then like if uh, this is the end result right i agree with you there i think that i think the government really has failed i think on that no, end to be honest no this is not the government's fault this you you'd say it's a private like uh, like individual fault at that level there are multiple factors here okay, okay? 
sure please yeah i think there are a lot of people who are not extremely intelligent and mm-hmm. we are in a world where intelligence pays so for example yeah. if you are someone whose iq is not very high and right. you went to college college is right. not going to make you smart yeah it is going to give you right. a degree and it might give a little bit more access but yeah it won't make you smart yeah like but if the you're degree not smart is just a piece of paper right what actually yeah. if you let, let's take like let me say something very basic okay let's not even talk about a right. business because a business requires some capital right. some risk taking and some backing yeah yeah let's take someone who wants to work a job why right. should someone hire you well they will hire you when you can provide them something the business needs okay for sure do you agree with that yeah of course if Now, you can provide a service which benefits the employer of of course he like yeah, he like of course he wants you the question right. is how many of these graduates have the intelligence capability huh. Huh. and mindset to provide that service and how much is that service worth hmm. in the sense that right if someone is a graduate okay but they are not intelligent right. and the service they can provide to me to me harsh is hmm. worth say 3000 rupees a month and right it's only worth that i don't know for whatever reason this guy is not smart huh. or he doesn't yeah. have the right skills or whatever but of course he he will say that you're being an asshole because you are not paying him more than th- i mean fr- from his perspective he'll keep criticizing the boss right yeah but that's a different thing like the way the free right. market works is that i will only right. hire him if i think i can make a profit by right. hiring him now right the swiggy and this is where the socialist the intellectual company. types will come brainwashing folks <laughs> yeah but it hasn't worked and you know it's it's like doesn't work yeah. works in theory not in real life yeah so if you take, i mean like huh. go ahead please please uh, yeah go ahead like actually want to listen to your uh, views on macroeconomics as well no you were mentioning the whole food delivery uh, industry so if the food delivery industry hmm. pays more than 3000 rupees then, then even he, though this guy hmm. has a degree it makes sense for right. him to deliver food Right, yeah, rather than work for three thousand. In 3, this case, the degree, like, don't you see it right now? Like, the degree itself is worthless, right? The guy right. could have done this thing without the mm-hmm. degree. The only reason he got this degree was some social thing. Right. Basically, the manipulation. I think initially you're pointing towards, right? That if it's you want to be, I would, I would say, it's just like a trend in society where, yeah, if you don't like have following degree, the herd, you're like a savage. Yeah. yeah. basically again i again it's not exactly manipulation but i would call it a psyop like psychologically you are being told that if you don't get a degree you are a useless person and you know many people can't really get out of that media conditioning right i would say it's a social trend and there is like you know okay. just because i would not say it's a psyop in the sense just like a <laughs> as a pretty extreme consequences in the sense that if there's a guy hmm. and he's Twelfth pass, he's going yeah. to have a lot of trouble getting married. So there are real world consequences right. of not having a degree. And if he has a degree, then you know he's educated right. and he he won't have as much trouble, you know, getting married. So it's not a psyop or something that doesn't change anything in the real world; just changes you know you. But here okay. there are actual consequences societally mm. for having and not having a degree. So, but uh, do you think there's a point of saturation where even that does isn't that doesn't change? Uh, like let's say your uh marital prospects and these things. Like for example, let's say Western countries today, where mm-hmm. uh the degree markets have become let's say so saturated 
that you know you see these uh, posts where you know some guys applying to be like a barista or like a basic job like that they say you need 3 or 3 4 years of experience and a master's degree in whatever as as like it's it's kind of like you know these memes and jokes which go around it's but true, you know that kind of tells you that these societies even those masters degrees and all those people what is it helping them with like and I'm, i i think they're essentially uh, with regard to status and all right again these things don't matter that much anyways isn't it so that is like proper saturation i guess at that point i agree it makes no sense hmm. i think what happened to this industry of college was that back in the day say 30 years ago only yeah. a select few people were going to college and you know they were like the best hmm. brightest people right like you had to be really yeah. intelligent to get into college getting into college was actually a difficult thing to do yeah there's so few colleges also yeah so the, the there was real value of a college degree where it was actually yeah. selecting for high iq individuals where i think someone, essentially getting a degree was like a straight ticket to like at least middle management and then maybe even upper management in big companies right that's what it was seen as like a ticket to a comfy job for the rest of your life Yes, but the why was it the case? Why was it a ticket to a comfy job? Was the fact that only mm. intelligent people were getting into college because getting right. into college was actually difficult. Right. Versus right. today, hmm any idiot can go any to college. Any idiot can, yeah. So there is no selection factor. <laughs> yeah. And I think you can essentially have like in 75 IQ and probably get into some degree college or the other in India also. Yeah so th- I'm not saying it's a bad thing but the overall value of a college degree hmm. is definitely will... on the decline. Yeah. Right. Uh do you think uh, uh this is a bit off topic but do you think particular professions have been much more adversely affected by this kind of degree inflation compared to others like engineering of course is probably the biggest example where you know like every tom dick and harry is like carrying around degree saying I'm I'm an engineer. and can't really do any actual engineering right mm-hmm. and uh, but with other fields like let's say uh, ca cs lawyers not so much but to an extent even doctors these fields i don't think i've seen that level of uh, degree or credential inflation right because so they, they supplies are ca cs doctor is actually hard yeah it's not something that anyone can do in the sense that but you have autonomous bodies essentially right which are maintaining that control over supply which is not there in engineering i believe in engineering how many people fail engineering no one fails engineering okay <laughs> yeah so anyone can become an engineer all they need to do is huh. spend 3 years but yeah. take something like ca hmm. if you are not good enough you will fail uh what so, is the failure rate for cas like overall more than 90 95% right yes yeah it's uh, it's not an easy thing at all you know it's just a selection thing where you only want people who know their stuff and mm. have a certain amount of caliber mm. to become to get this degree but at the end of the day similarly all these 90% guys can pretty easily become engineers right yes. or even lawyers and all exactly yeah and they can then compete freely in those professions but cas you know that if a guy is saying that i'm a ca and i have this credential you know for a fact that he has crossed that process and is at least going to have like a bare minimum you know level of uh, intelligence is not going to like mess up uh, you know all these big calculations 
but you know like let's say with many of these random lawyers like i come from the legal field right mm-hmm. so who have you know like a law degree from some random xyz degree college from some tier 3 city or something no offense to like smaller colleges but generally they are not that good right yeah and the atmosphere and the teachers you get they just aren't that good and when you get that degree like and the, and the thing is they pass all the students anyways eventually you get that degree you enroll in the bar and essentially you have a license to prey on the public as a lawyer that that is what you're doing right you can file a case against anyone you can represent anyone you can make any sorts of contracts as a such a like a pretty lethal power in a sense which is given out to so many random i think even 80 90 iq dudes who who are probably going to end up misusing it a lot i know i'm i'm being very anti legal profession right now but uh, yeah well i would not say it's a bad thing i would just say that the free market solves it out right the shitty lawyers will become mm. say food delivery guys <laughs> and no offense yeah. to food delivery guys but it's not a very intellectual profession yeah actually we don't want to compare you to these black coat people but uh, <laughs> hey i yeah, have man, that was a low lawyers, low yeah. bloat that was not I right man lots of great <laughs> lawyers i was a consultant for a while so oh. lots of my friends are lawyers nothing against lawyers here yeah. but i'm sure those guys must be decent though. what i'm not, trying to tell uh, like is these guys it's a good thing that more people are becoming lawyers hmm. because it gives more people a chance to sh- to actually fight in the race and if okay. they're good then you know they'll succeed in a meritocratic system okay and if they are not but uh, you wouldn't say that that logic can apply in a field like ca then the the difference between something like hmm. a do- lawyer and a ca is that a right. ca is an orator so a ca sorry a ca is an auditor is right. an auditor so yeah it's like he has authority to sign certain documents and certify certain right. things right so it is not a free market competition where if you're a good lawyer you will win cases hmm. if you're a bad lawyer you will lose cases but any but like harsh is certified documents hmm. listen to me is it so yeah please go on can certify a document so th- this is not like a free in the sense that if if you are a bad ca okay let's hmm. say they make everyone a ca right they will certify any document hmm. without being able to check it okay so there's a difference there right this is not a free market profession where okay. they are competing directly with each other and the cream rises right. to the top but uh, if i had to give you a counter example like your friends let's say who are attorneys right who mm-hmm. are enrolled in the bar in a lot of legal documents even they would have that power right to essentially affix their signature as the attorney right mm-hmm. and sort of give that legal weight so uh, isn't that kind of similar no okay because a lawyer does not have special rights and privileges in the law okay to certify things for example if you want a loan or something mm. or you want to submit something to the government it has to be okay. author- like it has to be certified by the ca to be true versus okay. i don't i'm not aware of anything that has to be certified by a lawyer like if you have a case okay. and you sort of like a lawyer can sign something send a letter that's mm. a different thing right but mm. i do, i'm not aware of anything where the government requires that the lawyer sign this uh so i think there are certain i think types of uh, share transactions and stuff i think it just gives it more legal weight but yeah, i think but uh, your point is correct yeah it's not a requirement i think it just gives it more i think weight in in a court i think your point is correct because essentially an auditor's word you're saying 
when it comes to any financial transactions is like the final word right mm-hmm. which any regulatory body will believe right and not the lawyer's word yeah. because the lawyer will probably bungle up the numbers anyways yes <laughs> yeah so yeah that that i why, i get what you're saying ha huh? so if you take something like someone like a doctor or a surgeon okay you can't make everyone a surgeon because huh. it's not a free market it is in a way free market but someone yeah. who messes up is going to kill people yeah true so, something like a doctor will ideally hmm. have high standards right yeah or someone who has special authority or power or you hmm. know doing something wrong will have severe negative consequences will right. have higher standards of right you know entry haj i'm i'm just curious to ask this so you know like in india we've had this culture of having so many scams and these multi million dollar controversies corruption cases and all that mm-hmm. so when people think about these kind of cases they generally think there's some politician who takes a bag and takes the cash and you know send it to switzerland or something but honestly aren't like actually like on the other end of the law they're probably very smart cias who are working for these guys as well right who actually help you know carry these things out it's a bit unrelated but probably in the sense that you know the politician sometimes they mm. is a lot like taking money in a bag and then sending it to switzerland right like sometimes it is a lot like that and i think this is related to your point about standards right i I'm, i know that ca uh, exams are not testing for honesty or something but still if you don't have any standard at all any tom dick and harry if they get a ca uh, credential then it's going to be a lot easier to find such people willing to you know cook the books so to speak right yes but unfortunately even uh. with high standards it is not that difficult to find such people yeah that yeah that 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 is i think quite unfortunate but that is i guess the the way the world works uh harsh uh so uh, do you want to wrap up i think it's been more than hour i don't want to take up too much of your time if you want to say anything else uh we can nothing in particular is there any okay. question or something you want to ask me yeah actually one or two questions i do want to ask you mm-hmm. uh so harsh you're also 26 right yes uh so one of the so a lot of people here will also be reading uh, you know manosphere blogs and stuff right from mm-hmm. these western bloggers and writers yes so one of the things which i find which is repeated quite a bit is that they say that when you're a young guy right mm-hmm. like in your early to mid 20s or something making decent money you have that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. you should try and always be in a like a tier 1 city or like a proper like big city mm-hmm. do you think that makes sense for young guys like in in, in a place like india yes. because uh, okay what what why would you say though like because same it reasoning because you more exposure i have okay. been to a lot of villages in my life right hmm and typically what i've noticed is that they tend to have their way of life and they're not aware of anything else and okay. they tend to think of city life as some sort of evil and hmm you know very degraded yeah or it's a, it's but it's actually envy right like not exactly envy in a way they have valid points but hmm. i think it is good for someone who's young to experience more of a cultural melting point hmm. which cities tend to be 
I but think do you think there is once value. you settle down in these cities, it is actually possible to really move back? Let's say you have a family and everything in a city like that and a job, then moving to a completely different atmosphere. People say that that is unrealistic and stuff. I don't know because I've never had to do it. <laughs> I grew up in a city, so I had. Yeah, an I think we need older guests for to answer these kind of questions. But I can tell you for a fact <laughs> yeah. that it will be harder. But okay. I I do agree with the with these guys when they say, and I I don't really read a lot of Manosphere blogs, so I have no idea okay. if they are actually saying this. I mean, Rushvi has become an Orthodox Christian. I don't know what we can really do to change things now. It's uh, gone in a very different direction. Uh, I don't know much about Rushvi. I think okay. the fact that you know being unmarried for so long mm. and mm. not having children at certain age is going to catch up to you. in my opinion yeah yeah but especially i think in your 30s and middle ages when you see everyone settling down no yeah i don't want to comment in a negative way about rushvi right. because i don't know the guy right. never talked of to course. him ever yeah but yeah no, no, he's not a dangerous guy i think hopefully no not not yeah. not a dangerous <laughs> thing but i typically do not want to of course comment on things or people i do yeah. not understand no that that's a Sorry. that's a thing which i admire like uh, you've never really even on twitter you don't talk behind people's back and you know uh, do stuff like that so yeah yeah but i will say there is definitely value in living in a city or at least right. for a while like at least for 6 months if someone is say hmm. in uttarakhand like you were in a village and you hmm. come down to say pune It's a different world, right? And yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah. hypothesize. I mean, I was in I was in Dehradun, so I Pune is like almost I think seven eight times bigger than Dehradun in terms of just population, probably more than that. And there's so many things which are just not going to be available in tier two, tier three cities, right? Yes. So there there are advantages to being mm. in a city for a while. You learn a lot. Yeah, and it yeah. is worth it. hmm right it and it, uh, i mean you meet so many different kinds of people like in in the sense like coming from not just you know different parts of the country but so many different uh, class background so many different languages so many different accents right which you wouldn't even think of you know in a more uh, rural or a small town setting right mm-hmm. you wouldn't get that exposure where uh, you know you would kind of be able to differentiate what does a rich person from south delhi sound like what does a rich person from south bombay sound like what is the difference between uh, hyderabad hyderabadi nris and uh, south bombay types matlab you know all these things which i mean it seems very frivolous and trivial but later on you know when you are maneuvering through social circles you these things do come in handy right when you can make out what kind of background a person has what kind of things they're comfortable with and that helps i think really uh, like with networking and stuff definitely social experience compounds yeah absolutely so uh yeah harsh i think uh, i think we can end with uh, that if you want to say anything else please feel free otherwise i i don't know when again you'll be free it almost feels like if we could do like a part 2 some other time we can have like more audience questions as well f- beforehand 
Sounds good. I'd be interested in that. So nothing. Sure, else. man. If someone wants to find me, they can find Haan. me on lifemathmoney dot com. Yeah, and uh, my yeah, yeah. Twitter handle lifemathmoney, and that's where I'm usually yeah. at. Yeah, I'll share your Telegram on my Telegram, your Twitter on my Twitter, and your website. My website defunct. I'll share it on my Substack. Oh, I nice. think uh, that Substack. should be fair. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah, Harsh. So, uh, I'll just close the recording. Thank you guys. I hope uh, you enjoyed the episode. Please comment with the suggestions for the future and maybe for part 2 if you have questions we can ha- we can start compiling them right away. So yeah, I hope everyone got something out of this. Thank you so much again Harsh. It was a real pleasure man. Absolutely. Likewise brother. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much bro.